Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conversations with Nicole. Today, I am delighted to talk about Safe Passage in Rock Hill, South Carolina. It is a nonprofit organization that provides 24-hour emergency shelter, 24-hour crisis line, and advocacy counseling and other supported services to victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, in York, Chester, Lancaster, and Union counties of South Carolina. That being said, I'm happy to have Executive Director of Safe Passage, Adrian Woods, and Board Member Mac Boone as my guest today. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You are quite welcome. So full transparency to my audience in case anyone thinks the gentleman in our uh, video today looks familiar. He is my son, Mac Boone, and he is on the board for this wonderful nonprofit. Lifetime Hearing Services, the premier hearing healthcare facility of the PD, is so very pleased to sponsor this next conversation with Nicole, my good friend. Sit back and enjoy. For those who may not be familiar with Safe Passage and what you do, it is so important and so vital to the communities in which you serve. Tell me about Safe Passage. So Safe Passage is one of four agencies in South Carolina that actually provides um, all three levels of services to intimate partner violence. And when we say intimate partner violence, we're talking about um, domestic violence, sexual assault, and even child abuse. We provide domestic violence services in York, Chester, and um, Lancaster, and sexual assault services in Union County, South Carolina, and uh, York County, and then child abuse services here in York County only. We're the local child advocacy center. Um, we also have an emergency shelter for domestic violence victims, and we have a new initiative called Rapid Rehousing, where we help um, house domestic violence and sexual assault victims. This is such a vital resource because there is a problem with domestic violence, sexual assault, child yes. abuse. No one is immune to it. It doesn't matter your income, your socioeconomic status, none of that. Talk about the numbers. Talk about the people that you are caring for and why it's so vital that people support you. Nicole, you are correct that it crosses all socioeconomic backgrounds, religions, races. Um, it is so important that we support agencies or organizations, including governmental agencies that provide services to domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse victims. Um, the statistics show that one in three women and one in four men in the U.S. will, will experience some type of intimate partner violence. Um, South Carolina is actually typically at the top of the list for women killed by men. Um, we have been in the top 10 for the last 20 years. I think we've dropped out once or twice and then shot back up. And most of those um, deaths are domestic violence related. In South Carolina, 42.3% of women and I believe about 29% of men will experience some type of in intimate partner violence. So we're talking about you know, one in four in our community who will experience domestic violence. Um, in 2019, I have a stat from the Rock Hill Police Department that talked about um, they received close to 1,800 calls 
regarding domestic violence, which was a 45% increase from the prior five years. So just think about those calls that were made. And most times we know that those calls aren't made. Most domestic violence victims do not seek services um, for one reason or the other. And so we're missing a whole population of people who may be experiencing domestic violence. Yeah, we, so we, it is, it's a problem everywhere. It is. We have to do better. We have to help people understand that's not the way to deal with life. I'd say one of the bigger shocking kind of data points is that we, you know, that percentage of people not calling, you know, I think one of the initiatives behind me joining the board was really to, to spread the word. I think make it more accessible for us to kind of reach that um that I think I would say it's a higher percentage of people are not calling. So, I mean, it's really unfortunate that um, we have these services out here and that people have a way to to get out of these situations. And, you know, um, I think it'd be very, you know, strategic on our part to to use as many resources as we can to really spread the word and, and, and get our name out there to say, hey, there is an opportunity for, for these victims to, to get out of this and, and to start a new life pretty much. And, and in order to provide these people a way out and to start a new life, you have to have the public's help. You have to have the yeah, funds. Absolutely. And especially as you're moving into this rapid housing element, which yes. is huge because people don't have a place to go when they're in crisis, which leads me to this wonderful event that you have coming up in October. Mac, I know you're excited about It Takes a Community event. Yeah, I mean, we've had a, I think last year, correct me if I'm wrong, Adrian, but we raised close to a little bit over $75,000, I think is what it was close to. We're right to. at the $90,000 mark, yeah. and which is our yeah. second year of um, hosting this event, so um, yeah. kudos to the community. Absolutely. It's really it's it's really a blessing to see a, a community kind of come together and really support a cause like this. Um, and I think we're fortunate enough to to have large supporters that that really you know, support the cause. So it's a, it's a pretty awesome event. The the venue is very nice at, um, at Winthrop University. So um, I think it, it's definitely going to be a good time and we're, we're hoping to have a lot of support behind it. Well, I'm excited. Uh, I get to MC the event this year. So thank you yes. for inviting me to play a small role in doing what I can to to help you raise the, the much needed funds to continue to help uh, these folks who are in real crisis when they are in this situation. And it really is a family problem. It's just not a woman or a man being abused or hurt. We're talking the children. We're talking others in the family. So that's one way the resources really help the whole family. And Adrian, I know you have been in the trenches for quite some time with Safe Passage. Talk a little bit about how the money is used that will be raised at this event to help these victims get that new life they really deserve. So with our event, um, it will be held October 26th at McBride Hall at Winthrop University. Um, All those funds are used to provide services to domestic violence victims, which means that goes towards counseling. It goes towards um, advocacy. It will help with our rapid rehousing program. And with that program, we have... um, trying to give victims an opportunity to find housing and we assist them with that. Um, And we help pay for their housing, um, a percentage of it to 
get them to be able to be self-sufficient eventually and so that they do not return to the abuser. What we know, according to statistics, is that 90% of domestic violence victims suffer financial abuse, meaning they do not have any control over the finances in the home. And then they are totally dependent, financially dependent on the abuser. And we know that according to statistics that the victim will continue to go back. And some of that is because of finances. If you have to choose between being homeless or living in an abusive house, especially when you're talking about children or even safety issues, most people will stay. So being able to provide that outlet and being able to provide that services, because in addition to the funding that we help provide, we also provide financial planning and things of that nature to get them on their feet. Um, That is a a huge deal in terms of ensuring that victims do not go back. And money also goes to our emergency shelter. Our emergency shelter um, houses up to 26 individuals and can do children. Um, We do not take pets. I know sometimes people want to bring pets and we have to tell them no. Um, But we will try to work with our community partners to find housing for their um, pets, their four-legged babies. Um, But it provides a safe space um, for the family to be able to heal. Not a, we do not separate uh, children based upon the age of the male or things of that nature. We know that some shelters will have to do that, but our emergency shelter is geared directly towards domestic violence victims. So the money that is raised is, or will go to those services to ensure that we can continue providing free yeah. services to all that come to us. Do you have a number for how it breaks down to one family comes in or one individual comes in to actually they they commit, they're able to leave. And sometimes sometimes people leave with nothing. They just leave and go and they come to you you that in 2021, we served over 300 clients. In terms of advocacy services and advocacy services can go um, can be anything from going to court with an individual sitting in court with them, explaining the court process, um, making referrals for housing, making sure that their children have the things that they need and just uh, overall sort of wrapping them around and saying, hey, let us help you and let us sort of guide you through the process. But it's on that individual to make their decisions. Um, We do a lot of safety planning. Um, Statistics show that for people who are um, trying to leave, it's the most dangerous time. domestic violence survivor because we know that domestic homicides are real. Um, It it happens. So we try to ensure that we have all these things in place for the survivor to decide when they're ready to leave and how they can leave. So Mac, when you first came into being a board member, were you surprised by anything that you heard when you learned about the situation in our communities in which we live, where we don't really realize what's happening oftentimes behind closed doors. Was it enlightening at all? Were you surprised? Yeah, I definitely say it. it's it's very shocking to understand the amount of people that it does affect um, and the amount of input that you have to give to someone, the amount of time it takes to, from our side, you know, devoting the resources to get to it and even the the time it takes for someone to kind of officially get out of a situation. So. It's definitely surprising and um, uh, it kind of gives you a big shock whenever you understand everything that goes into it. I ask that because I think as just 
regular folks walking down the street doing what we do every day, we really don't often have an understanding of what's happening to so many people around us. And then when we hear it, we're blown away by it. And we say, how can we help? This is the time to help coming up in October. And beyond that, every event or anytime you think about what is needed in the community, it's time to turn and say, what can I do to help Safe Passage? Correct? Correct. Absolutely. That one event, this one event um, helps our domestic violence victims. And it is very impactful, but we need additional funding throughout the year. I will be very honest and say that about 85% of our funding comes from government funding, whether it's state, um, state, federal, or even some local funding. Um, And that really just covers salaries and benefits, things of that nature. That does not cover capital improvement. Well, we need to fix the shelter or we need to fix things. And this year seems to be the year of breakdown at the shelter, Mac. (laughs) Yeah, we have been uh, relying on his expertise in construction to get ideas about, okay, what could this be or what do we need to fix? But a lot of those things are not um, paid by grants, things of that nature. So having that funding from the community and that community support makes a difference. Not only do we look for funding, but we look for volunteers. Um, Volunteers make a huge impact on what we do and how we can help survivors And it could range from a number of things. We use volunteers as maintenance help. Um, We have someone who comes in on a monthly basis and he comes in and says, what needs to be fixed? And he brings his hammer and he goes to work. You know, things of that nature. Um, We have volunteers who will will do a cooking class or um, do something to help our clients at shelter. Or even when we have group sessions for domestic violence survivors, someone to watch their kids so that they don't have to worry about, okay, who's going to take care of the kids? What about daycare? You know, these are things that make a huge difference. Even having volunteers attend um, outings with us when we're going to present information out in the community, having volunteers to pass out pamphlets and talk about safe passage is is something that all of us need. And most people don't realize that when we look at our federal dollars, um, a lot of times they require that we match a certain percentage. Well, we can use our volunteer hours to match. And so that gives us even more bang for our buck with a volunteer. We we get the services, but we also can use their time to match federal dollars and state dollars. Fantastic. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's wonderful to know. Yes. It is. It's really um, a blessing that the government allows us to say, hey, you got a volunteer who's going to come in. Well, track their time and send it to us and we'll match that in terms of dollars. And you don't have to come out of your pocket to match. So it allows us to extend our money much further. Leslie Kirby, that's me, and Nicole go way back over 30 years. I was just beginning my career as an audiologist, and Nicole was a new news reporter way before she became a beloved news anchor. She has always professionally supported my hearing healthcare practice, and I am so very excited to be her first ever Conversations with Nicole sponsor. You know, that's what we should all do, support one another. And that's just what my Lifetime Hearing Team does with all of our patients. We make lives better and easier with communication so that people can love life, enjoy the grandchildren, enjoy church, enjoy TV, and hear the I love yous that mean so much. 
offering the best in Beltone hearing aid technology, as well as providing cochlear implant solutions, we have become known as the PD's premier hearing healthcare facility with having evaluated more than 52,000 ears to date. With national award-winning services, call us for your on-time appointment. Let's go back to the event coming in, up in October. Let's let's talk about it one more time. Yes. How people can be a part of it, how they can be sponsors, how they can donate, and beyond that, how they can find out more about Safe Passage. So who wants to share that? I can go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, but I will say that Mac has been a truly uh, a blessing to the board. And if we can clone him and get some additional <laughs> uh, young people to join the board, because one of the things that um, a good nonprofit wants, you want a good board member who is willing to work and put their, uh, give their expertise to us, allow us to use that brain and that knowledge to help the organization, but also bring the passion and the energy and all those things. And you always want the next generation. Yeah. So we don't want our board to just be 60 and 70 year olds or 50 year olds. No, no offense to those of us who are in, uh, above those ages. That's okay. But we no, want no, board no, members. No. Yes, we want board members who are open and willing to grow with the board um, because it does bring a, a fresh air to the board. Um, but back to our event, October 26th, 30, uh, as a Thursday night, we will be at McBride Hall at. Um, Winthrop University. Doors will open up 5.30. The program starts at 6. We will have wonderful food, a live and silent auction, a heads and tails game. We will have a wonderful MC in the cold. Um, and we'll have a presentation about Safe Passage. You can find information at our website, www.safepassage, S as in Sam, C as in cat, cat.org. So it has to be safepassagesc.org, but you can also go to our uh, website for the event, and that is one um, o n e dot bidpal b i d p a l dot net n e t slash safepassage i t a c domestic violence dash welcome. You can also go to our website, like I said, or you can come by our office located at 104 Oakland Avenue, and we can give you information about the event. We're still accepting sponsorships. We have several la uh, levels of sponsorship from platinum to community, um, and you can buy an individual ticket to make a, a difference. So please understand that we're going to feed you well. You'll have drinks. You'll have a great evening. I can say that is, I am biased, but it is a wonderful event. And it you is. Have, we both attended. We've enjoyed it. Yes. You'll have a good time and meet like-minded people who want to end domestic violence in our area. But like I said, those proceeds will go to help survivors in your county, Chester and Lancaster County. So um, I will make sure you have the information and have some great items, some baskets, um, some trips that we will be auctioning off and some paintings. So we have a lot of interest and it varies from um, something that may be worth 20 to $20 and up. So there's something for everybody in the auctions. Yeah, I mean, Adrian hit it out of the park. I think it's going to be a really good event. We've um, had a lot of uh, participation in the past with it, so I'm expecting that to be tenfold this year. So, um, 
yeah, it should be pretty good. I'm pretty excited about some of those uh, those auction items. They're they're pretty sweet. So hoping, uh, <laughs> we'll get some. <laughs> maybe maybe one of those big trips. Maybe we'll see. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Uh, your time to talk about Safe Passage, Mac. Thank you so much for your time. And together, hopefully, we can all make a difference at this event. But you guys are doing that every day. And Adrian, I know you're in the trenches with it every day. So thank you personally for what you're doing for these uh, men and women and these children and these families that need a second chance and you're giving it to them and all of those involved in the agency. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nicole, for having us. Um, it's important that we get the word out and you allowing us to come on your platform is amazing and we really appreciate it. You always have a place on my platform. Thank you so Thank much. You. <laughs> Thank you. And that will do it for this edition of Conversations with Nicole. Until I see you again, I hope you have a great day. This segment of Conversations by Nicole is sponsored by Lifetime Hearing Services with three locations in Florence, Hartsville, and Camden. Visit us on Facebook and at LifetimeHearingServices.com. Until next time, be well, stay grateful, and be blessed.